All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming to uh, Oregon Chaz Antifa uh, High School's commencement of 2021. We are graduating today a couple of our stellar scholars, starting with young Willie Witt. Willie, I believe you have some uh, thoughts prepared for us today. Thank you. This is such an important moment for me, and because to to manifest the importance of all of this, I would like to read you guys a speech that I kind of wrote. Here we go. The the book that I read, 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 right? Great job, Willie, yes. Okay. Is that your speech? That's my speech. This is... What a what a standard bearer of our academic excellence at this institution. Thank wow, you. Will our, is so smart. I, well, not to be outdone, uh, our second scholar, Amala, Amala Epinobi, is uh, going to share some uh, counting that she's learned at high school. Yes. So, um, for, for my playing in basketball, I win four medals. One, two, and four. I'm really excited. It's, I'm so glad you're graduating. Give, give them a big round of applause, ladies and gentlemen. We are so proud of our scholars here achieving academic excellence and greatness. Uh, and we're very proud of them. So Just thank so you for nice coming. to be an Oregon resident, knowing that Oregon is going to be so prepared for the future with what we are putting our children through. Right. And in case uh, you guys didn't notice, that is the scene. Um, (laughs) We're going to show you an article out of New York Post here. Uh, The headline is just amazing. Oregon Gov signs bills suspending math reading requirements for high school graduates. Wow. Even the headline of this article is not written correctly. I just noticed. Is it not? <laughs> Suspending math, comma, reading requirements. For oh, there should be a comma after reading. <laughs> no. It should be, it should be math That's and, correct, guys. That's it correct. It should be math and reading requirements. Yes, but it's in, it's a headlines are allowed to do that. No, they're not. To save, yes. There's no reason to That's put a, a comma. Practice. No, okay, it's common practice. Tyler's agreeing. I thought there me. might be a... It is not common wow, practice. Wow, um, well, maybe you should go back to Oregon <laughs> High School where you belong. But essentially what they're doing now is they're saying that the high school students at these Oregon high schools no longer have to be provici- proficient in math or reading or writing to graduate. But one thing that we can all be proficient in is giving a big thumbs up to this video, giving a like for it, and also knowing that every single day on the weekday, we go live at 2.30 p.m. PST, that's 5.30 p.m. Eastern. Amala, Taylor, and I are live talking about issues of the day, things going on, having fun, getting serious, talking cultural stuff. So just make sure that you guys are tuned in, you're liking this video, leaving a like really helps us out, sharing the video, and if you're on Apple Podcasts too, you can listen to it Whenever on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, give us five stars. Right. Now, back into the story here out of Oregon. Essentially what they're saying, uh, this is a sort of COVID related bill. Uh, they're saying really what what it is now is an unfair practice to to hold students to the standards of reading and writing uh, and math for graduating because they've had a particularly difficult past year and a half. And that to do so, to hold them to those standards of math, reading and writing would be unfair to the student body. It's racist to make black people have to do math, apparently. What a stupid thing. I mean, to think that because someone was held back or someone had unfair circumstances, that because of that, you have to totally diminish what they're doing is 
racist, first of all, in itself, and secondly, not preparing people for the real world. But Will, Will, Charles Boyle, the, the deputy communications director of Brown's office, says that black, Latino, Latinx, indigenous, Asian, Pacific Islander, tribal, and all students of color are going to benefit from this bill. So are white kids going to benefit or what? No, no. So it's going to get worse for white kids. That mention, never mentions anything about what happens to white kids. Well, and that's just their intent. The reality is that it doesn't benefit anyone to lower standards because now it doesn't mean anything to achieve in school or try or anything. Like people should be striving that if you came from horrible circumstances that you did just as well as the other kids, be, even though you came from horrible right, circumstances. Right. You know, like that's a true story of a testament of proving your character and making yourself something and being somebody great is saying, okay, I grew up in a place where my mom was a crackhead or I grew up in a place and my parents were poor or my family, someone in my family died or, mm -hmm. you know, I was born with three legs. I don't know, but something like that. And it's like you grow, go, whatever it is, you get from these circumstances that are terrible right. and then you make something amazing of your life, those are the most amazing stories in the world. And it shows that the human character, the human spirit can't be broken. But when you do this like this and make it so that, oh, you had a tough time growing up, we're going to make it so you don't have to succeed. You just have to do the bare minimum, not even the bare minimum anymore. Right. It's, it's a horrible standard for people to have. And it's the soft bigotry of low expectations because not only are you lowering your standards for students who can't meet the standard of your school or the academic standard of your school, but now you are setting them up for failure. You are essentially hurting black and brown students by saying, okay, well, you don't need to be proficient in math and reading and writing before you graduate. We're just going to send you out into this adult world where you actually do need all of those skills, uh, not only to be employed, but just to be a successful adult. And we're just going to ignore the fact that you don't have those skills. Yeah, I saw a tweet today that said that every black man in America should just be born with a high school diploma. It was what? like something similar to this. It's like because it's like they should just have it. They don't need to graduate or go through any of the stuff, but because they have been so oppressed for so long that they need to just be born with this with having it. That's amazing. Well, I guess we can all learn uh, a, a lesson in racial equity from Oregon State. Thank you, Oregon. Thank you, Oregon. I think I used to be a. A Ducks fan. <laughs> to think the goal. Do you know what that is, Amal? I have no idea. Then why'd you laugh? A ducks, I'm going <laughs> to assume. Okay, Ducks, water. Is it hockey? No. <laughs> <laughs> is it... That was a good, sincere effort. Yeah, it was good a good, job. sincere effort. Is it football? I mean, kind of. Yeah. What do you mean, kind it's of? A, it's football. Is it's it the University of it's Oregon. It's University of Oregon. They're the Ducks. And yeah. So every one of their teams for yeah. all the different sports are Ducks. Yeah. Well, it was a valiant effort on my part. Yeah. You, did, you put a lot of thought into <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah, I did. You. I made the association between Ducks and water, which is, you know. They should make uh, Molotov cocktail throwing more. a sport, or, or, uh, an Olympic sport. Oregon would get the gold medal. Yeah, year. they would. Gosh. Well, it's not just happening in high schools right now. It's happening all across the board, and it's not just happening in Oregon. It's happening nationwide. Uh, here's another story. We're just going to go ahead and get right into the video. No preface here. Yes, the school district here has looked into these allegations and says it has taken action. Still, parent Kyla Posey says she can't believe a principal thought separating students according to race was a good idea. We've lost sleep trying to figure out, like, why would a person do this? Kyla Posey says she was stunned when she learned about classes segregated by race at Mary Lynn Elementary last year, a practice she says was put in place and condoned by Principal Sharon Briscoe. First, it was just disbelief that I was having this conversation in 2020 with 
a person that looks just like me, a black woman. It's segregating classrooms. You cannot segregate classrooms. It's you can't do it. Posey says she found out the school was putting black students in two separate classes with two separate teachers. The white kids were placed in six classes with six different teachers. The parent says she found this out when she let Briscoe know she wanted her child placed in the classroom of a teacher she thought would be a good fit. Posey says the principal said that wouldn't work. She said that that's not one of the black classes and I immediately said, what does that mean? Um, I was confused. I asked for more clarification on, I was like, we have those in the school? And she proceeded to say that, yes, I have decided that um, I'm going to place all of the black students in two classes. Posey says she insisted her child be placed in a class with white students. She says Briscoe explained her child would be isolated. And I explained to her she shouldn't be isolated or punished because I'm unwilling to go along with your illegal and unethical practice. The Posies recorded a call with an assistant principal where they complained about the segregated classes. The administrator confirmed it was the principal's decision and seemed to offer an explanation why the classes were set up this way. We have more black kids too, and then, and then some of them are in a class because of the services that they need. Kyla Posey has filed this discrimination complaint with the U.S. Department of Education's Office of Civil Rights. Her attorney, Sharice Shields, says what's going on at Mary Lynn is a violation of Title VI of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. Title VI of the Civil Rights Act of 1964 say that you cannot uh, treat one group of people differently based upon race, and that is what is going on at Mary Lynn. Amazing that this is happening. <laughs> and to think that the principal of the school who put it on was absolutely so proud of herself for doing it. She had no ounce of, you know, maybe this is kind of bad. Maybe I should be wary of this. But literally the parent calls the school and is like, I don't want, I want this teacher to teach my kids. She's like, no, it's a black class. They have no problem with just being so upfront about it. It's just a, a show of power at this point. Right, and it's, it never got any play. And apparently a lot of these conversations were conversations that were had at this school in 2020. And, and yet it's only coming up now. And it's because we're having these discussions about critical race theory. And now it is getting revealed for what it actually is. Now we are seeing how it is being implemented, not only being implemented now, but there has been a long historic plan to implement CRT in, in our schools. And they think that they're doing something that's right. That amazes me that they think that separating black and white children is doing what's right for society. The 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 flabbergast this this mother must have felt going in to talk to this principal and hearing that her daughter was going to be separated into a black class. I, I would I don't know what I would do. It's so sad that that principal is such a hatred for white people because that's what it is. You wouldn't segregate kids unless you hated white people and hated what whiteness was about which is, you know, nothing. But she thinks that it represents this evil, horrible thing, being white or just whiteness in general. And so she hates it. And so she wants to get people who are of her race, her tribal identity, away from white people. And that's a terrible, disgusting thing. That is what racism is. Everyone, I mean, I thought we got rid of this years and years ago. Right. And it's like we talk about right now, and Dennis talks about it, all of us talk about it, that America is not this racist place that it is. And it's like, that's true. But when you look at what the left's doing, it's hard to continue to say that America isn't a racist place because everywhere you look, the left just makes everything racist again.
Right. We are reverting back to the hole that we dug out of uh, when it comes to segregation. It's like that we, we went through this whole civil rights movement to to liberate black people, to get them on an even playing field when it came to comparing them to to white people or people of other races. And now the left would have you think that we need to go back. And this is why they're doing it not only in schools, but in other facets of our society. I hear people on the Internet, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, talking about how we need to segregate more parts of our society. Look at look at Uber and, and Netflix. Netflix and Hulu saying, well, here's all your other entertainment. Here's our black entertainment. Here are our black owned businesses. There are grocery stores that, that label black owned businesses on their food labels. On Postmates, it's on there. If you go up, we were ordering food today right. for a segment we got coming up today. Hot ones. Going to eat some spicy stuff. But I was on there and it's like a spot on, I think, DoorDash. And it's like black owned restaurants. We're regressing. It's like there's no white owned restaurants thing. You know? sad. And we don't want that. We don't want a thing that says white owned restaurants. But why why do you need a thing that says black owned restaurants? It's just a restaurant. Right. And it plays into, again, the, the racist narrative that really exists and lingers on the left. And that is because you are black, I need to help you. I need to label your stuff as black owned so that people know that you need help. I need to lower the requirements of you graduating high school because people know that you need help. I need to help you get into college. I need to help you get jobs. I need to place diversity quotas on all these different uh, hiring facilities because people know that you need help, that you're not as good as the white man and that and that we need to get society to accept you. It blows my mind that people don't see this. Exactly. That is, this is systemic racism. Right. They're in the institutionalization of critical race theory in businesses, in schools, in Hollywood, all this stuff. That is the new systemic racism. It's neo-racism. I mean, we don't, we don't even like to call it add modifiers on it. it it's mm-hmm. just racism. You're racializing all these interactions, teaching kids to that they're victims based on race. Um, having this condescending thing that you don't think that black businesses can achieve enough on their own in a free market. So they need to be helped. Black people can't achieve enough on their own in schools. So they need to, we need to lower academic standards or use affirmative action or whatever it may be. Um, and we have quotas on boards and, mm-hmm. and, and quotas in the Oscars and all this stuff. And it's it's literal racism because you're you're devaluing their, the legitimacy of their achievement by doing this pandering stuff. And it, it has its roots in critical race theory. I don't think people fully understand what's really going on because you have these leftists and they come out. We hear it every single day on Twitter and like there's new something new in the administration pushing towards us that they are against white supremacy. This is like the number one threat to these people on the left and all of the administrations and people you hear on Twitter and and on college campuses is that they're fighting against white supremacy. And really, they say this as a means to try and shame you for having any sort of difference of opinion, Mm -hmm. for saying anything that's conservative, call it white supremacy, so that they can go on and tell you, essentially, that white people are terrible, hating on white people all day, and then eventually gets to a point where they're now segregating classrooms and they're calling that progress. They label anything that isn't their racist progress as white supremacy. That's how they do it. It's all mm-hmm. under some sick guise where they're able to to manipulate people. And that's what the left does. They shame you. The left will continually shame you. That's the that's how they work. They shame the things you believe in, misrepresent you. They call you crazy. They call you white supremacist, any of these other things to make it so that other people have to dismiss you because it's such a bad uh, label to give to someone. Right? right. And then they take advantage of you. Then they take advantage of you and they segregate your kids' classrooms or call or any of these other things. And you're like, well, no wonder it got here. I let them shame me. It's like, don't let these people shame you at all. Don't let them shame you. Stand up for truth and keep going. 
even past that, it's a, it's a major agenda to, to dehumanize white people. And it doesn't matter where on the spectrum you lie as a white person. It doesn't matter if you're a leftist. It doesn't matter if you're a conservative. You even hear the rhetoric from, from Black Lives Matter and those sort of activists that it doesn't matter if you're a white ally. What do you expect? A pat on the back? You're still contributing to these systems. If you don't see the, the overarching argument that just all white people are bad in general and this whole campaign to label your whiteness as some sort of link to inherent racism... I don't know what to tell you because that's what's happening. The lunacy that we have to come on this podcast and say that segregation is wrong mm -hmm. is illustrative of where we are in society right now. Yeah, you can tell by looking at that woman's face, that, that mother who went into the school and she said, what did you just say? That she needs to be in a black class? It's just like... I, it's cognitive dissonance at its best. I can't imagine hearing that. <laughs> and they call you the crazy one. Right. That's what I'm saying. But they you, call us crazy and white supremacists for even thinking of fighting against something like this. Mm -hmm. And then they tell you that it's not a big deal. They tell you like, oh, we're the left and we're not against white people. We're not against uh, all this different stuff. We're, we're, you guys are just straw manning. And, then and it's like it's totally real. But they tell you it's not real all the time, even though it's all real. There's evidence of everything they do. And here's an even worse reality. I think if that had been a white mother complaining about this, it wouldn't have gotten near the coverage that it, it that it deserved. And it's because it's a black woman talking to another black woman saying this is problematic now that it's getting coverage and people are talking about it because we have devalued white people's opinions in our society. This evil Karen wants her kids to be around black kids. Right. Get her out of here. Right. Disgusting. That's exactly how it would have gone what a down. Racist. That's exactly how it would have gone down. Look, I have, I have chocolate milk. And I have white milk. He couldn't possibly be racist. I can't be racist. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'll even mix them together. They're segregated. Right now. Yeah. What the heck? I'll mix They're my segregated. two milks together right now. Okay. But what what is the consequence of this sort of policy? What happens because and a lot of the times when we we talk about these stories, we talk about the bad. We talk about the bad principals. We talk about the bad teachers. We talk about the bad administrations. Uh, but what happens to the good teachers? What happens to the good principals? What happens to the good parents who are trying to fight back against this? Here is a video. Yet again, out of out of Loudoun County, this just seems to be the the hotbed for CRT in in young kids teaching. And here is a great teacher hopping up at a school board and having to deal with an unfortunate reality. Let's get into this video. This year, I have the privilege to follow my amazing fourth graders up to fifth, and I have been excited about this all summer. On the other hand, this summer I have struggled with the idea of returning to school knowing that I'll be working yet again with a school division that despite its shiny tech and flashy salary, promotes political ideologies that do not square with who I am as a believer in Christ. After reading about your lack of consideration for the growing population of concerned citizens in this division, clearly evidenced by this empty room tonight where you shut the doors to the public as well as the emails sent by the superintendent last year reminding me that a dissenting opinion is not allowed even to be spoken in my personal life going so far as to send a form to my colleagues and i encouraging us to fill it out if we hear one another speaking against the controversial policy being promoted by this school board and adopted in this county not only that but within the last year i was told in one of my so-called equity trainings that white christian able-bodied females currently have the power in our schools and that quote this has to change. Clearly, you've made your point. You no longer value me or many other teachers you've employed in this county. So since my contract outlines the power that you have over my employment in Loudoun County Public Schools, I thought it necessary to resign in front of you. School board, I quit. I quit your policies. I quit your trainings. And I quit the 
and that is time on her speech. So for those of you, uh, the, the audio was a little bit low on that. For those of you who couldn't hear, she's talking about her experience teaching, uh, how teaching has been the, the greatest thing that she's ever done in her life. It's a position that she really loves. But now CRT has become such a problem, such a forced problem in her curriculum that she has decided to quit and step down because she does not tolerate having to do that sort of teaching within her classroom. Well, they want her to snitch on people. Right. That's like the horrible part is they want her to snitch. They want her to be a rat. It's like a good, of course, I would quit. Of course I would quit. If you're working for something and you're working towards some goal and you are teaching children and trying to teach them right and then they tell you that you're not allowed to do that and that by not doing so you will be fired or ostracized or even in your personal life not allowed to say anything, then quit. You know, yeah. what else are you going to do? Well, actually, I would, this for all of you guys out there, I would give you the advice to get fired and not to quit because right. then you can't get any severance pay if you uh quit but what are you going to do what do you what else are you supposed to do then go find a job that actually supports your values right do you know the countries that that do that where they they force regulations and then people who refuse to comply they have the community rat them out that's what the ccp does and that's what north korea does they put together all these regulations and then they rely on the communities they say well if you rat out this person we'll reward you if you tell me that this person is breaking our laws we'll reward you that's exactly the sort of policy that they're implementing in our average public schools it's just amazing well you know what it's happens to snitches they get stitches. They get stitches. <laughs> That's right. But and it's some, so someone sad. Someone asked on um, on YouTube what what are they having to snitch on? And according to our friend Justine, who's a Prager Force influencer, Justine Brook, um, on Twitter, she says the school board forced her to sign a contract promising to snitch on other faculty who are caught voicing disagreements with their progressive policies. So literally just disagreeing and say I don't like the way that we're indoctrinating students with gender theory and all this ideology, um, and I'm not going to be complicit in it. That is grounds for you. You as a teacher are forced by contract to snitch, according to uh, Justine. So that is why she just where the she drew the line. And kudos to her for doing it. That's what courage looks like. Yeah, it no, is. it is. It if is. someone wants to force you to be a rat, you be a lion. <laughs> that's true. Good. Sew that on a pillow. Will. Yeah, that's put pretty it on good. A pillow. Hey, <laughs> you guys making the mugs for me? There's another one for you. If someone wants you to be a rat, be a lion. But for real, like if someone wants to force you to be such a horrible person for you to not just sacrifice your values but for you to sell out and potentially hurt other people what are you going to do you you don't do it that's your advice it's yeah. e so easy for me to to just say that don't do it i know that's hard i know it's so hard but no one said that it was going to be easy okay these things are very very difficult and you might lose friends you might lose economic mobility there are a lot of different consequences mm -hmm. but I'm sure that people in authoritarian governments, totalitarian governments around the world in the 20th century would have said, wow, I wish I would have done more. Right. The defectors who come to America see what is happening here in America. They speak about what's happening here in America. Uh, there's a great video, Yuri Bezmanov, if you haven't seen him speak about how this sort of ideology infiltrates society, go and check that out. Uh, but they come and they warn us and they warn us and they warn us and nobody does anything because we still have the added benefit and the added comfort of living in America despite everything that's going on. And if you just look two steps forward at, at where we could land, if we do not fight back right now, you you would be doing something. You would be standing up. You would be saying something. So just just think ahead. Think of where these these policies that may seem may seem minuscule and insignificant right now can lead. Because if you don't if you don't look ahead, oh, we are just going to fall. 
Everything always seems minuscule. This is how the left works. They make right. everything seem minuscule. Yeah. They say, oh, it's just, you know, just teach them about 1619 Project. Oh, why don't you just teach your kids about, you know, white people are terrible. Oh, just teach your kids about, you know, this. And then now you have to snitch on your parent, on the teachers. And it's like, it's not that big of a deal. It's just one more little thing. One more little thing added up. Why do you think we are the place that we are now in America? Why do you think we have to deal with all this? Because every little thing adds up until you have this ginormous tower that's going to topple over and and ruin everything. Because that's what happens. Every little thing adds up. It's like Lincoln Logs or Legos. And like you have to start with one Lego, but you add them all up and now you have this huge creature. It's the exact same thing. Yeah, and I'm going to give you the perfect example of that. So we started off with Oregon high schools saying you don't need to be able to read and write uh, and do math to graduate. Uh, then we got into the elementary middle school with Loudoun County trying to push CRT and asking other teachers to rat out the teachers who speak out against it. Now, let's look at the university level. Here's a video out of Myth Informed. There are many forms of racism around the world, but in the United States, racism is about promoting and maintaining white supremacy. The belief that white people are inherently superior to all other peoples of the world. And this includes everything about white people, their bodies, their aesthetics, their beliefs, customs, values. White supremacy maintains that white people are uniquely suited for citizenship and self-governance, that they ought to wield dominion and authority over all of creation, and that this is the way that God intends it. The cleverness of white supremacy is that it convinces us that it is the victims of racism who are the problem, when really the problem lies in the hearts, minds, bodies, and souls of the oppressors. Indeed, if anything has become clear since the election of November 2016, it is that America has a problem and its name is whiteness. (laughs) So, let her finish. How does it feel to be a problem? Said white people, how does it feel to be a problem? (sighs) Feels damn good. Do you see what I said? This effort to dehumanize white people. She said that racism is in your mind, your heart, your body, and your soul. I live. This is this lady speaking. She lives in America, which is a primarily white country. She's at a university campus speaking about this. Like, yo. And white people aren't rushing in to shut it down. I bet you ninety percent of the people in there are probably white listening to her. Just right. assuming if it's a you know, public university in in America, that's probably the case. But it's like, you have all these things. The fact that, I talked about this yesterday on the show, but it's so prevalent all the time because there's never been a civilization in the history of the world, an empire like the American empire, that where you can openly criticize everything about it and still get rich off of the criticisms that you make. What other empire has there ever been that you can get rich off of criticizing the place where you live? Try that in North Korea. Right. Or Try. any other, like, even successful empires. People in Rome didn't do that. Right. People in ancient, in, like, the Franks and Germanic tribes. Like, none of these people did that. This is all a relatively very new concept in the West, specifically America, that you can make tons of money, get tons of people to follow you, be supporters of you for hating everything that made you who you are. That's how good you have it in America, that you have the ability to do that. Jeez. I don't <laughs> like it. I keep thinking of this Voltaire quote that, I, that I've seen a lot lately, um, that if, if people can make you believe absurdities, then they can make you commit atrocities. And how scary is that? Is it to think of we're seeing it's it's not absurd to. Well, I will say it this way. It is absurd to tell uh, to lower academic standards and think that you're that's for progress. It mm-hmm. is absurd to uh 
institute segregation among elementary schoolers and call that progress. Those are absurdities. And you can see where this is heading. I mean, it's already, mm -hmm. I would say it's already an atrocity to teach kids that to racialize them from a young age and to segregate them and to lower, to rob them of um, a real path toward achieving in life and understanding what, how to earn success by lowering standards. I'd say all those things are atrocities being committed our, uh, among our youth. But I would also say that where this is headed is in a authoritarian, totalitarian direction. And uh, if you, if you, like I was thinking of the book Mouse, did you guys ever read that? Mm -hmm. They the talk about novel. in there, like the, the, sometimes the pe the people who survived like the uh, Warsaw ghettos and uh, in a lot of the prison camps in um, Soviet Russia and stuff, they say it wasn't our best people who survived. It was the ones who, who bowed to the regime, who, who made allies with them, who sometimes committed atrocities against their own people mm -hmm. to, to make their, their way just to survive. And the ones who stood up in virtue um, were the ones who died first often. And, but some things are, are worth more than living and some things right. are worth more than keeping your job. And some things are worth more than uh, having people like you and losing friends. And it's, you have to be, be the type of person who does not enable evil to come into the world through you. And you may not, you may not be able to stop it all by yourself, but you can stop it coming through you and you have to stand up. Right. Yeah. And it's not to be alarmist, but there are only so many places where this sort of rhetoric leads. And you can I'm not going to say anything about my predictions as to where it leads, but you can think about it. What what does racializing America, segregating America, labelizing uh, what labeling white people as as subhuman and people who are inherently racist and evil? What does that lead to? Leave, leave that question with you. Some might call that a hot take, Will. <laughs> Some. Some might. Speaking of hot takes, guys, we are bringing back this segment where we eat hot sauces and go over hot takes that you've submitted through Instagram. If you're not following Will and I on Instagram, what are you doing? Go to Instagram, follow Will at the Will Wit, follow me at the Amala Epinobi, follow Taylor at Taylor Trandall. Hey. And you can follow uh, Scott and intern Tyler too. Uh, if We've you got want a to. camera shot now. They're in the camera shot and hey, they're going to be suffering with us. Oh, there are uh, mics on? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You guys muted. haven't said anything. You guys want to say hi? <laughs> Everyone. What's up, guys? Hey! Jeez. Okay, couple There's a lot of white men around you, Amala. Do you feel threatened? I don't feel threatened, luckily. I feel all right. <laughs> you guys good. are pretty soy. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm just kidding. I'm drinking I'm real kidding. milk with my hot ones today. Thank you very much. I'm drinking put, chocolate milk. I just Soy put fruit. out a reel about how all men are not garbage because feminists love to say that all men are garbage. And I'm surrounded by some very nice men on a day to day basis. So I'm a testament to that. Uh, let's get into a couple of super chats. Jimmy Freckles, thank you so much for your super chat. And then Danielle Stith, uh, she put a message Hi, Will. Kiss you face. <laughs> <laughs> LOL. Y'all are great. Keep up the good fight. Howdy. Do you know you have a milk mustache every time you take a sip. No, I don't, oh man. Oh my gosh. But <laughs> I love how you said howdy with the cream. ice cream in the, your mustache. We got ice cream to, to uh, what do you call it, ameliorate the uh, effects of the hot sauce and Will and Amala have just, every time we play a video, are just like going to town on that ice cream. <laughs> I only did it once, okay. to be fair, to be fair. I've okay. Will's got the once. evidence all over his stash. Here's, I'm going to- got red-handed. Lay out the it's sort of- It's my flavor saver. Oh, gross. I'm going to lay out the sort of rules of the game. There's really no rules, but each hot take, we have to eat a chip with hot sauce on it. As the hot takes go on, the chips get progressively hotter. Uh, we're going to start off with level one. Will, grab your chip. Wait, what happened to the napkins? I don't know. Oh, I use them for the mustache. <laughs> mustache we're all grabbing our chips odd. now. Uh, we're going to get into hot take number one. 
Wait, everyone's got to have their chip. Okay, does everybody have your chip? So this is level one, or like for today, level one? Yeah, this, this is, is level one level for today. One. So this is, this okay, is the chillest one. Right. Okay? So we will eat them. I'll read the hot take. We eat the chip, and then we each ta- say how we feel about the specific hot take through the pain. <laughs> okay. Through the pain, baby. Here we go. God, these are going to taste Hot take cool. number one is from Love to Sing 1232. Men wearing flip-flops is not hot. Everybody eat your chip. Oh, it's been sitting out for a bit. Mm-hmm. A little stale. Men wearing flip-flops is not hot. Um, this is this is stupid. I wear flip-flops almost every single day. Will does wear flip-flops. So what a lot. are you trying to say? Love to sing. Twelve thirty-two. Taylor, how do you feel about this? Um, yeah, this is not a great take. Men can wear flip-flops and it's cool. It's fine. Does that yeah. make them? Is it hot to wear flip-flops though? She's saying wearing flip-flops is not hot. No, it's hot. It's not not hot. I'm going to go and say it's not hot. I'm going to say it's not hot. What the hell? <laughs> I'm going to say, <coughs> I'm going to say it's not hot. Well, you know, it's not hot. This sauce. I don't know. There, oh, it's got a little bit of burn to it. It's definitely it's got, got some kick already. Tyler's dying already. This is the level one. No, I'm good. I'm almost I, definitely feeling it. I went through the wrong. I like, wrong. I inhaled and it hit the back of my throat and I was like, oh no, but it's not too hot. No, it's not. <laughs> no, no, I'm fine. I just realized I spelled, I said in instead of is in this little hot take thing. But That's um, okay. No, I don't think it's hot. Um, you know, when when I think something is hot, I think it adds, it adds attractiveness to somebody. Flip-flops do not add attractiveness to somebody to me. Yes, they do. Uh, Will has a different take on that because he wears flip-flops often. Yeah, I do. <laughs> and he doesn't want to be perceived as not hot. <laughs> um, Scott, you Tyler, any takes? You guys wear flip-flops? Oh, I wear, I wear flip-flops often. Yeah. I mean, there are certain times where you, you have to wear them. But is it hot? Like, I'm not yeah. talking about, uh, uh, you know, this burden born of necessity. I'm talking about are flip-flops hot on men? But it's also like a regional thing. It so does. like in Southern California. I so love hearing all the excuses they have for saying that you people have to wear flip-flops without saying whether or not well, they're if hot. If you're wearing like flip-flops in like New York City or someone in the winter, then it's just weird. You Tyler, are Tyler, you're men missing wearing the point. Flip-flops? Are they hot? You're saying if it's hot. I think it's hot. Yeah, it's hot. I and mean, I wear flip-flops, so of yeah. course they are. Yeah. <laughs> I wear flip flops, so of course they are. Oh, okay. intern Tyler getting a little more cocky on the stream. Okay. We got a super chat from Michael Riley. Uh, says, Good day, Amla and Will. I met some of your wonderful staff in a Prager Force meeting today. I joined because of your show. I would love to film California crime content for your shows. Hit me up. Thank you, Michael Riley, wow. for your super Send chat. Send us an email. And I'm sure. glad you're a member of Prager Force awesome. now. Let's yeah, thank it. you, Michael Riley. Yeah, shoot us an email. Next hot take. Will looks great with the stash. Everybody this eat your chip. This isn't even a hot take, man. Okay. Will, go ahead and start it off. It's, it's right. This it's is so stupid. Everybody knows. Just like people 150 years ago, majority of people thought slavery was a good thing. Majority of people now think my mustache doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. But little do they know. They're idiots. And it looks wonderful. Have you ever seen Burt Reynolds? You ever seen Gator? Huh? That's a sexy man. Interesting take. Flip-flops, mustache. I like the stash. I'm a, I'm a fan of mustaches on most men. I'm, I, you really can't go wrong. Um, you just got to have, you know, good shape, good face for it. Uh, and if it fits, it fits. Good density, too. Good yeah. density. Mine's pretty dense. Crucial. It is yeah. pretty dense. Mine's thick. Yeah. Okay, so what is your, your personal opinion on Will and his stash? I gotta say, he rocks it really well. 
Really Thank you, Scott. Listen wow. to you that. You guys need oh, to cozy Scott. up and get closer together for the camera shot. Yes. There we go. Maybe don't, I could don't switch be spots shy. with Tyler and go over near Scott's and he likes my mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Taylor, Tyler. You can touch it if you want, Scott. Yeah, Scott. <laughs> cool, totally cool. Wouldn't it yeah. be crazy? Wouldn't it be crazy? Ah, <laughs> uh, right. yeah, it works. I mean, I don't want to look at it every day, but it's fun for to change things up. <laughs> I don't want to look at it every day. You can't tell me. You've seen people who have bad mustaches. This is a good mustache. In in comparison to other people with mustaches, you last week a, was somebody with a bad mustache. Yeah. No, I still to be fair, bad. but this looks even you better. Had the handlebars with, without the soul patch. I, th- I think it pops better. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. All right, no that's one's fine. suffering yet. So, I mean, I feel a little bit of heat, but I think we I should keep this thing moving. Okay, let's move on. Uh, question three. We're going to pass out the chips really quickly. Super um, chat question for Will. I have a question for Will. In what year was Magnum PI canceled from Kai Sinclair? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know Why am I supposed to know that? I don't know. It's a, is it? A, it's I think really they're saying. I think it's a stash comment. I think it's. If a stash. it's a stash comment, then maybe I should know. But you know, us people who have mustaches, we know every other person. It's with a Tom a mustache. Se- Tom Selleck show. Yeah. Okay, though that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Uh, another super chat Tom from Selleck's Happy Three Seven Two One One. Are you okay with private institutions teaching CRT? <sighs> no. They're just saying because you know it's private. It's not a public institution. Blah, blah, you know. I understand. Okay, which hot sauce was this? This is number three, which makes it number eight. Third one. Number eight. So jalapeno, habanero, ghost pepper, number scorpion th- pepper. Right. Number three. Question number. It's, it's hot take number three. Hot, hot sauce level number eight. Okay. It's already getting hot. After this, I have to go record my audiobook after this. You're going to have so much fun. It's going to be horrible. Are we doing this? Okay. Yes. Here's the next hot take. It's from Aaron Lindsay. Fries with ranch is better than fries with ketchup. Will took a sip of chocolate milk for us. He's cheating. I'm cheap. These hot sauces are not that bad taste wise. Uh, oh. <laughs> um, okay. It just tastes bad. It doesn't taste good. I think Fries, we're still okay. I'm still okay. I'm still okay, but it just tastes bad. Fries are way better with ketchup. Yes. Anyone I don't who know. likes mayo, or, well, first of all, mayo is disgusting. Unless you're having chicken salad. This isn't well, even about mayo. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying. Ranch is good. I love ranch. I'm a big ranch fan. But with fries, ketchup. I'm like a medium ranch fan. Yeah. I mean, I have ranch on like carrots. Um, sometimes on hot wings, but blue cheese is my go-to. Ketchup is better than ranch. Blue cheese is where it's at. Blue cheese is where it's at? Yeah, blue for hot wings. Gross. Yeah. Blue cheese is disgusting. Blue cheese is disgusting. Oh my gosh, I should have blue cheese on the hot takes thing. Mm-hmm. Blue why cheese is great on hot have, wings. Why would you ever have blue cheese? I love hot blue cheese. Wings, hot wings. Hot wings. You have ranch. But okay, no, to answer this question better. though, fries are definitely better with ketchup than Yes. Yeah, Absolutely not. Yes. Oh, Tyler, I will not have fries without ranch. Defend ranch? yourself. Defend it. Defend what do you mean? It. Ranch is good it's on like literally, everything. It's indefensible. Fries. Ranch is good pizza. on those things, but on fries, ketchup is better. No. Ketchup is absolutely overrated. Fries are literally just instruments to scoop ketchup in your mouth with. That's <laughs> literally true. Exactly. Okay. Should we move on? Yes, let's keep going. Okay, these are the tough ones now, guys. My tongue is burning. Is this a the bit? bomb? No, this is ten. This is level ten. Mm-hmm. Okay, pretty hot. Let me read. Will, you have to honest. grab a chip. You can't just pass it to me. No, I, don't, I don't need one. <laughs> Take it. Which one has the least? That right, one. This, one. Ah. this has Carolina <laughs> Reaper peppers, scorpion. Okay. Ghost pepper. Ah oh, man. A lot of brutal things in it. It's getting a little bit tougher to explain myself. I can feel the heat um, going to my head a little bit. This one's going to be a, a, a little bit of, of a highbrow hot take. 
Uh, this one is Ugh. the Western world is now matriarchal. Dude, I don't want to eat this, man. Do it. No, this is an interesting one. I mean, the take, the hot sauce. I don't know yet. Ask me in thirty mm. seconds. <laughs> is the Western world now matriarchal? I'm going to lean towards saying it is definitely not patriarchal, and I think the ball is more in the court of women than it is with men. <laughs> um, and I did a video on this, again, if you guys want to follow me on Instagram, the Epinobi, I did a video on this recently, where a woman was complaining that all men are garbage, which is like the standard in the feminist community right now, to say that all men are garbage. And that's certainly not true. And right now, I think as a woman, I have it a lot easier in this, than the, in this society than Will and Taylor have it. Whether that's because they're white or whether that's because they're male, it's probably a little that's mixture gosh. of both. That's true. I mean, you read the YouTube comments on our podcast. Every single comment's like, Amla's You're all are really best. nice to me. Amla's go great. Amla's so hot. Amla's so cute. Oh, look <laughs> at Will. He looks so ugly today. <laughs> <laughs> but I just think about the other... A lot of women will say, oh, no, well, women have it harder look at sexual assault, look at rape, blah, blah, blah. That's only one element to look at the world through. Men have it harder with suicide, homicide, depression, anxiety, being in jail, homelessness, uh, <laughs> dying in battle. Really anything that you can think of, men have it harder other than sexual assault. And even so, there are still male victims of sexual assault. So I believe our, our, our society is sort of matriarchal. Yeah, like a hyena. You know, hyenas have a matriarchal society. I didn't. I, did, I think I did know that. Because I told you that before, I think. Yeah, I think you did tell me that uh -huh. before. It's crazy. Hyenas are matriarchal. I would say our culture has become, our culture has become matriarchal in the sense that um, this whole like lockdown mentality, any risk is too much risk. We have to protect the yes. weakest at the expense of people being strong and going out there and living their lives and living their adventure. That's not what's encouraged anymore to be brave and bold and strong and resilient. What's encouraged is to be coddled and to have your safe space and all that stuff. And that's a much more matronly, matriarchal sort of perspective that is out of balance. Like Jordan Peterson's uh, book, Subtitles, uh, An Antidote to Chaos, because he associates uh, chaos with the feminine. And he says that's what's dominating society right now is this overly feminine, matriarchal mentality. What's the problem with men uh. not separating themselves <clears throat> from their mothers? Like, it's like a weird thing where men want to be, like, have their mother take care of them forever and never have that kind of masculine influence. Yeah, well, I mean, look at all the fatherlessness in our society. There's nothing wrong with loving your mother. I love my mother, and we're super close. But you have to be able to get away as a man to do your own thing and not depend on your mother for every single thing that you need, you know? Like, yeah. make your own decisions as a man. But it's a lot harder to do that with the rate of fatherlessness that we have, not only in the black community, but in every single community. So we are building a matriarchal society because fathers aren't staying with their children. How do you have a patriarchal society if you don't even have <laughs> men in the house? If you don't even have men in the household. Oh, no. Uh, I hate this, man. Is this the hard one? Is this the bomb? This no. is number 12. Oh, my gosh. No, this is number 10. No, uh, this is 12. Uh, no, that's the, the one in that bottle. That's No, that's 12. Oh, uh, this that's is the California the the Reaper. No. This is 12. The next one is the Carolina Reaper sauce. Carolina and then last. Reaper. Getting like lightheaded. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. Maybe we should skip one. Tyler's getting lightheaded. We're not skipping. We're going to go through. Okay, next I'm one sure. here. This is from Sweet Little Lou. Oh, I have so many opinions about this one, but I have to eat this stupid shit. Well, guess what? The hot take is the classic bands, quote unquote classic bands from the 90s are terrible. RHCP, Foo Fighters, Pearl Jam, etc. Eat your chips. Uh going to be some angry Gen Xers in the comments. I'm trying to figure out if there's a way to eat the chip to make it 
less spicy. Mm-mm. Yeah, no strategy. Don't <laughs> let the sauce hit your tongue. You know, like chew the chip, then use your teeth, and then swallow it. Oh god, this is bad. Oh. This, this one tastes bad. The other one's no show Tyler. Oh, that one does taste bad. Show Tyler. You're choking on the chip. <laughs> Alright. Is that okay. just the chip or is this classic uh, bands the Classic bands from the sauce. 90s. Yes, there are a lot of classic that's bands that are terrible from mm. the 90s. Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers has kind of grown on me recently, but I hate their the lead singer. I forget his name. He's Why? Because he's a lefty or what? No, because he's a douchebag. Oh. Uh, Foo Fighters suck. Pearl Jam sucks. I do like Nirvana, but that was only because Kurt Cobain was the only really talented one. Dave Grohl Nirvana's is a great. talentless hack. He was not hack. the only talented one. Yeah, Dave Grohl's a talentless hack. <sighs> but Kurt Cobain, Cobain is a very talented guy. And I, like, and I like Alice in Chains and uh, some of those other bands in the 90s. 90s had great music. <laughs> I just grew up hearing this in the background of my life. My mom is a big fan of all of these bands. So I think I have a, a place for them in my heart based on oh, that, which makes me uh, think that, no, that I don't think that they're um, they're terrible by any means. I uh, think, uh, if anything, the music of today is super terrible, super formulaic, and everything sounds like garbage. Um, so yeah, these classic 90s bands are not bad at all. Some of them are pretty bad. Pearl Jam Pearl is Jam, pretty I don't terrible. Like. The, what makes Pearl Jam terrible? Dave Matthews Band, terrible. Oh, my mom's going to hate that one. <laughs> <laughs> Pearl Jam is just, I don't like that you can't understand what anybody is saying, which makes me really upset. Uh, oh, or on. like Creed? Eddie Creed? Vedder, Eddie Vedder's voice is incredible. you got to right. admit, it's so gravelly. Does that make it incredible? I don't like I it. Mean, I don't like it. You, you can't understand a word you say. Yeah. Does that make it incredible? I, I disagree. Tyler's looking you a little can understand what he's there. saying. Yeah. If Eddie Vedder came out with a new song tomorrow, and I just let you listen to it just straight up, <laughs> if I let you listen to it straight up, you'd be like, I know exactly what he's saying. Stone Temple Pilot. Why do I not believe you, Scott? I'm gonna find an obscure Pearl Jam song, and I'm gonna have you listen to it live on stream and tell me what the lyrics are. Scott is the most, the most biggest Pearl Jam fan. <laughs> the most biggest. Awesome. I haven't said anything because I don't have strong opinions about these bands because I just don't listen to them. So, right. Yeah. I just listen well, to them in childhood. Okay, moving on. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Stay in the camera shot, guys. Okay. Let the world see you suffer. This yeah, is their close. entertainment. Next one. <laughs> get real close. Next hot take. They're a little dry. This is from Andre's Need Social Media. Uh, and the, the question or the hot take is social media based. He says social media isn't bad. People just don't know how to use it. Eat your chip. Mmm. This is interesting. Just a good flavor. Oh. I was talking uh. about the take. Oh, this one does not taste good. Mm. Oh. Okay. Oh. oh. <laughs> oh, oh man social right, media is isn't bad people just don't know how to use it mm. Mm. okay i don't think i think there are a lot of things about social media that is inherently bad the sort of algorithmic nature of it the fact that they have um brain like neurological scientists working on social media to make sure that you are sort of uh stuck in this endless cycle of, of wanting to see what's next and wanting to know more. I think the interconnectedness of social media is great, but sometimes it's bad to be this interconnected. Uh, you don't need to know everything that's happening at any given point and any time in the world. Social media is bad. Social media is bad. And you have these people who, who are these tech giants who come out and say, they don't come out and burp. They actually come out and say something. They come out and say, <laughs> oh my God. Oh, it's in the back of my throat. They come out and say that we are these great inventors. We invented something. These people didn't invent anything. 
All they are doing is controlling people and making tons of money. It's like in 2016, like these people, like they're literally selling people's data to places like Cambridge Analytical after the election. Like all but they want to do is is control you. They do it. They do it to make money. But is that the, the, the hot take says social media isn't bad. People just don't know how to use that. Is that people no, misusing social media? No, because those are the founders of social media. The people who made it. Someone said, Will, you're a social media influencer. I listen. I get it. I get it that I, I am trying to do my best with the tools at my disposal, you know. You can, of course, complain about the tools that you have and want them to be better, but I'm still going to use it. No, I see it both ways. It's like the um, the Jurassic Park, you know, you're so worried about whether you could that, you you know, you didn't think about whether you should. And the, I don't think our the ethics of social media have caught up to the technology of it. And we have all these companies whose profits are who's incentivized toward profits. So they make algorithms and stuff to keep you on there as long as they can. They hack your brain. They do all this stuff. And so the ethics and the regulations are not caught up to it yet. Um, but I don't think that I don't think that. Technology is inherently bad. I don't think that social media is inherently bad. I just think uh, we haven't advanced enough as a society yet to properly regulate it. And then as people, as a culture, know how to properly, properly use it and not ruin our own brains and lives. It's, it's your responsibility as a person to protect your own brain and inform yourself how you need to. I, I agree that the deck is stacked against you with social media and it's hacking your brain in ways that you don't know. But I still don't like to say that this is inherently bad because there are bad outcomes associated with it. I think people still have agency and can uh, should ultimately bear the responsibility of what happens to their brain. I think it's kind of unfair, though, because when every single person around you, 99% of people in America have a Facebook and Instagram, Twitter, like you don't necessarily have a choice to not be on it, especially for like some people's jobs and things. So like you are Scott's not on Facebook. Well, Scott's a weirdo. Okay. <laughs> Hey, but like the stuff. yeah it's okay but like the necessity to at least know about what's going on be on social media and even on the internet and all that in general is like you don't necessarily have that much of a choice to not be on something not to be checking things out and it's like because of that the engineers who made this know how it's going to work on your brain know how it's going to control people and thus are taking advantage of you and i don't think that human beings in general need to have all this constant contact with each other it's bad for us it makes us lonely it makes us anxious it makes us uh able to be misinformed because when you're seeing these screens these led screens it literally studies are done that show that you are susceptible to brainwashing right it is hypnosis. against human nature it is against human nature for you to be doing all this unless you're watching our show but for, <laughs> for everything else that you're doing on, we're following you on instagram or me on Instagram and like supporting your picks. livelihood. Yeah. Before we get into the last hot take, I got a couple super chats here. TJ said, even as a very tan white man, <laughs> the fact that I'm white and straight makes everything harder and is part of the reason that I've been alone for five years. Too afraid of going back to prison. Okay. <laughs> that what did you me do, for man? <laughs> for, for some false accusation. <laughs> I just had to pause reading that. Happy three seven two one one says, "How is social media bad?" And of course, they want to make money. They're going to put out apps without. They aren't going to put out apps without considering profit. If you don't want to use social media, then you don't have to use it. I Which just, I mean, is the standard for everything. Of course, you no, don't have to use it. It's a. It, but it's like no. It's the same thing with big pharma. Big pharma is like, oh, if you don't want to, you know, get help. If you don't want to use our products, you don't need to get our products. It's like, what other choice do you have? Right. And they make like that that new cancer medication. I was just watching this this documentary about it. And they make it for like fifty thousand dollars, and then they sell it to you for four hundred thousand dollars. How right. is that but, fair? But that's it's not fair, and that's. Um, that's a case for it not being properly regulated, but it's not a case for medicine being inherently bad. 
No, I'm not saying there are good uses. There are good uses of social media in moderation of, of connecting with uh, your family. There's, you know, yeah, being informed more efficiently about the issues of the day by having a Twitter feed and following experts that uh, can give you insight on things like there are positive net positive uses of it um, in moderation. I think it's coddled the mind. So it's not like it doesn't it's, you know, like banning it just outright is not the appropriate thing. People need to. A, we need regulations. We need to figure out what's the, how to do that and then how to regulate our own use of it. I think people went for thousands of years without it, <clears throat> and they were doing pretty well. They went thousands of years without medicine and the engine and writing, you know? Like that's, we, we have but, to catch up to what the but if, it, if it's something that makes your life worse, <clears throat> then I don't see the need. But it doesn't have to make your life worse. Right. I, I think everything went downhill when Facebook started adding the like button, and I think that's where everybody started getting warped. Um, but initially, I thought it was totally fine. Connecting with family, connecting with friends from you know your past and whatnot, and just keeping it as such. You know, There's right? no doubt that the way it's designed now is bad for people. Uh, see, it makes me think about it even more. I'm thinking about like old school Facebook and what people used it as before it, they had likes and what it was just keeping in touch with other people's lives. But it's like, do you need to keep in touch with other people's lives? That's what I'm saying. Do I need to know what's going on in my high school best friend's life right now that See, she's that, posting or like the dinner she's making for her kids? It's like it's like so bad for you. It is bad. I, yeah, you know what? I'm. I think I might. I think my my view on this hot take may be altering. Yeah. The other side of it is like I have family that lives in the United in the United Kingdom, right? So I have like a whole side of my family over there. And without Facebook and without technology, it's a lot more difficult to communicate with them, right? Like. I think that's a big benefit to social media. And if you understand the complications and the bad side of social media, and you can manage that for your own personal life and not get addicted with, you know, I, I mean, that's how they're constructing the, the websites, I understand, but I you think can, like, call and text them. It's fine. You can right? just call and text for people in the UK. Well, you right. know, why do you need to have, like, a feed where they're posting, like, Valid. everything they're doing at 24 hours of a day? Yeah. You know, even with people in your family, you're still even stacking yourself up against people in your family at all times. And that's what it is. It's people judging themselves, comparing themselves to other people at all times of every single day. That is unhealthy. It that's is. why there's an increase of 300% for young girls killing themselves. My mouth is no longer uh, hot, so I feel like we all right, fine. We need to move on. Okay. Fine. Last hot take. Gender reveal parties are stupid. Is this the bomb? This is the bomb beyond insanity. The hottest sauce that we Show have. Show them the sauce. I don't we know have where the bottle? I think it's behind Will. Ugh. Real proof, though. This is the... Hottest Ooh, one. There's the sauce. It looks like Satan's blood. Um, <laughs> here we go. Let's eat it. Why are we doing this again? We've already done this. We have already done this. know how bad it is. <clears throat> but it was dried. Oh, is this horrible? Oh, my yak. God, dude. I'm not feeling this one actually. I don't know why. Here's more. Maybe I'm just numbed. <sighs> I feel it. No, this is gross. It oh, just wait, tastes no, bad. It does taste, taste just bad. bad. Once you start talking, <clears> it <throat> your back of your throat. I'm a big fan of not knowing the gender of your baby. Ooh. But now that technology has progressed and people know that, if you want to throw a party for it, I don't think that's stupid at all. That is so stupid. Gender reveal parties are stupid. I think baby showers are stupid. Really? That's yeah. rude. Listen. I don't want to come to your house if I heard that you're having a baby, all right? Just tell me you're having a baby. I'll send you a gift. And I'm trying not to use milk it. or anything. And just talk oh, this through. Why are you... You don't have to make yourself suffer worse. Like, yeah, why are you... 
Pass the regular milk again. I ran out, please. Do any of you guys have an opinion on this? Yeah, share your opinion on gender reveal parties. God, how is this one so much hotter than all of the other ones? <laughs> Do you guys any any of you yes, have an anyone opinion? Give an opinion? Uh, um, I've been focused on like fighting the heat. You can't even think. I know. I gender don't reveal parties. That's the point. I don't think they're stupid. I think they're stupid. Why? I think, I think what they've become is because nobody cares what your gender of your baby is. I don't care at all what the gender of someone else's baby is. At all. The Ugh. people who do care will go. No, but they don't really. No, I don't want to give you any milk, Tyler. <laughs> I think. I think I'm. Just Tyler's like signaling milk. for the milk. He's like, please, <laughs> please pass it over. Give me the milk. Um, no, it's stupid. It's a waste of time. No one really cares. It's just like a societal thing that we've made up in our easy, cushy lives. Oh. Now. This is so bad. Oh my gosh. Dude, it tastes oh. like crap. It tastes so bad. What do you guys think about gender reveal parties? I think they're fine. I don't know. I think you should wait. I don't know. You should probably like, wait. I can't drink any more milk or I'm going to throw up. <laughs> now, have you ever done a milk chug? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think personally I'm going to wait. But... I don't mind people that don't. You have to have a gender reveal party and a baby shower? Like, how many parties do you need to have for yourself and your own vanity before you give birth in nine months? Like, are you that narcissistic? You have to have two parties in nine months before you have a baby? Like, give me a break. That is a hot take. I was about from, to say. Uh, no. Well, you're living up to the billing here. The hot takes. Yeah, well, it's stupid. Why do you need to do that? I don't think do they're that? stupid. I mean, but... I think they are definitely overdone and they're very cliche. Like, it gets very tiresome uh, seeing on social media and like BuzzFeed articles, top nine gender <laughs> reveal parties. And I'm surprised they don't have gender choosing parties yet. I'm sure they will. <laughs> I'm suffering. Ah, <laughs> uh, can't wait to go record my book, my audio book after this. Uh. <laughs> you guys, we're just like pausing and in pain now. Oh man! Well, I was, was that the say, last one? Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Tyler. I was just gonna say I'm not strongly opinionated. I think I see videos sometimes. I think they're kind of sweet, but I do think they're somewhat unnecessary. I think it's just another sometimes excuse to draw attention. But exactly, I think it can be kind of sweet. You're kind of sweet, Tyler. Oh, <laughs> I think you can be kind of so. sweet. Yeah, I think you can be kind of sweet sometimes. Uh, does anyone have it in their stomach yet? No, yes, dude. No. But it's, it's mostly it's like milk. <sighs> All over I'm dead. Amal has eaten an entire pint of ice cream. I've never had this much <sighs> milk in my life. <laughs> you, really, you really do have to be careful with how much milk you drink. If you drink too much, you will throw up. Dude, that's like what I'm thing. feeling. Like. I feel like I'm going to vomit What? <laughs> I drink oh, yeah. so much down. milk. I had three uh, cups of milk. I've had probably more. <laughs> had more? Yeah. This is scary. I don't want to do this anymore. Was that the last take? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Slap me in the face, Alma. <laughs> do it. I'll do it. Don't touch me. Oh, it's just not fun. Why do we do this? Was that the last one? That was yes. the last one. Yeah. Oh. Do you guys have uh, any personal hot takes? Any from oh, the I'm audience? Gonna try to, you want me to try to wrap up the show while dying? Any yes. unpopular opinions in the audience? 
I'm done with unpopular. Opinions. I'm done too. <laughs> Guys, if you like this show and you better because we're suffering, please like, subscribe, click the notification bell to be notified every single day when we go live. 2.30 PST, 5.30 Eastern. If you are a high school student, college student, or a young professional below the age of 35, you can join Prager Force by going to PragerForce.com. Ooh, if you want to listen to our podcast instead of watching us, you can go to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. Please leave us a five-star review. It really helps. Hopefully other people will see our podcast. Hopefully other people will hear us suffer. Ooh. It hurts to breathe <sighs> yeah, when does. you inhale, you like the spice anything. is activated. I know, man. We, ah. <laughs> oh, my God. I hate it. <sighs> Thank you guys for watching. We we dislike this. <laughs> we do it all for you. Yeah. We so do you it all because you can slash donate. I remember if you want to send us a gift, prager.com slash contact, send freaking, us a gift in the mail. Freaking send us gifts to make up for the fact that you guys make us suffer. Prageru.com slash contact. Send us Harpy. hot sauces to try that or are not the bomb because or that don't. one sucks. And we have a P.O. box. You guys can send us stuff. I don't know if I can do this segment anymore. Thank you guys for watching. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow, 2.30 PST. Bye. <laughs> oh, <wrong. laughs> Bye-bye. Oh, my Lord. I feel horrible right now.